Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And today we are going to be talking about living the J fashion dream. Like, I know a lot of people in the community want to, like, go to Japan, live in Japan, do something while they're there, and just really, like, make it there. So we're going to be mm-hmm. talking with someone who's done that. It's a dream for a lot of budding J fashion enthusiasts to live or visit Japan someday. And while visiting can be super doable, living in a foreign country can be extremely daunting, especially if you don't have any prior connections. Yeah,、um, but there are people who can make it and make it well.、Um, we'll be talking with Shum, the creator of The Calm Magazine, Living in Japan. Yeah, it's going to be a super awesome interview. I really enjoyed it, it was super fun.、Um, but first, let's get into our events for this month. This、yeah. one I am super excited about. I know. Because we were contacted by a Columbia instructor. And he invited us to be a part of the Columbia Showcase at the Chicago Podcast Festival this year. I know, like, like, oh my gosh, as someone who avidly listens to podcasts and like, I hear about Chicago Podcast Festival all the time, and I'm just like, oh man, it'd be so cool to like go to that, com- that、um, festival and everything like that, see a show. And now we're gonna be a part of it. Like, that didn't even enter my mind as like something we do one yeah, day. Yeah, it like it wasn't in the realm of possibilities. It just like wasn't a thought. Yeah.、Um, but now we are going to be do- there. We're going to be doing a live episode.、Um, we'll most likely be pulling on a panel of guests with us、yeah. uh, to make it really, really interesting. Um, it's going to be on December 1st at the Antheneum Theater. And we're going to have more info for you right now. We don't have a whole lot. It's still very much in the beginning phases. So、mm-hmm. we will get back to you on that and give you more information as it comes closer. All right. And another event we have is Holy Land of Fashion at Shibuya 109. So this is in Shibuya, Japan. It was only a matter of time before. Garu made their triumphant return to Shibuya, reads the description for this event. The big trends of the 2018 AW season are animal prints, micro miniskirts, and platform boots, which were staple pieces of the 1990s Garu style. On Saturday, October 20th, Shibuya 109 will hold an overnight event. Oh, wow, that's even more awesome! Wow. An overnight event. Called Holy Land of Fashion, celebrating the many incarnations of Garu's style from Kogaru to Genguro. You can catch performances and style tutorials and experience the powerful fashion and culture of the 1990s. I am super excited for this. In fact, after you posted this onto our Facebook page,、mm-hmm. I looked up like, all the different sub styles of Garu, and I was、oh, just like,、yeah. I gotta know, I gotta like, immerse myself now. And so now it's like, oh, I know what Kogaru is, I know what Ganguro is. I'm like, <laughs> I can like, look at the pictures from this and like, point it out, and I'm super excited. I am super into Garu, even though like, it's not something I do, but、mm-hmm. like, as,、uh, as a substyle and as a concept, it's super interesting to me. And I'm just like, that is super cool. I、yeah. love it. Like, I really want to、um, delve deeper into that style. Like, I've always like, dabbled and stuff. And spoiler alert, it was my birthday recently. And、um, <laughs> our previous, one of our previous guests, Reyna, she got me some Amekaji staples. And I'm just like ready for like 2019 year of <laughs> Kamila being <laughs> an Agarusa or some sort of thing. Like, I'm. Oh man, so excited. So, can't wait to see pictures from this event.、Um, I really wish I could go. I know. I know. That's the,、uh, it's the struggle. It's the struggle. Yeah.、Um, I also want to bring up, as long as we're, we're talking about、um, Garu there, there is going to be the、um, American Midwest、um, Garu meet in December as well. Tickets are up. 
I had like shared the post on the OK Podcast Facebook page, but also you can go on to Blackout. That is their Garusa um, that's in Chicago. So yeah, so you can like find out more about this meet either by searching through our page, going to Kauai Rebels Club. <laughs> Sorry. I'm usually more succinct than this. Kauai Rebels Club on Facebook. Okay. You should be able to see. You could get tickets. I think it's a three-day event. Um, there's going to be a fashion show. Ooh, super cool. Yeah. Do you know where it's going to be held at? I don't know the venue off the top of my head. Reina's organizing it. So it's just like, you know when you're just so closely involved with the thing, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'll am just i just meet up on the day when <laughs> my well, friend is doing the thing. But... We'll meet up later. I don't, I'm not, pick me up this time. I don't know where we're going, what we're doing, but just... Take me. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I, I trust her. So I'm just like, yeah, just tell me where I need to go a few weeks before the thing. <laughs> I live in Chicago. It doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, we'll probably talk about it more in the next upcoming um, episode since it's going to be in January. I said December, but it's January. So <laughs> someday I'll do Gyaruol. Someday. Yeah. I gotta do Gyaruol. You might be able to get something together by January. Probably. I just need to like. <laughs> Thing is, a lot of like Gyaruol have like that quintessential haircut, you know? Oh, yeah. That's like a punk version. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for saying this, but it reminds me of like a punk version of the Let Me Speak to Your Manager haircut. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was just Who like. made a meme about that? <laughs> oh my God, good. I'm glad I'm not the first one. Um, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do for my hair. I have no mm. idea. There's a lot of freedom with Gyaru. But I don't feel like that's really there with Gyaruol just because it's, like, not as well explored, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Like, because sometimes you, you use the makeup to, like, kind of carry you mm. into the style. But then I don't know what, like, what's the Gyaruol yeah. thing, like, what makes it. I'll talk with Reina about yeah. it. She'll she'll give me some advice. Yeah, all right, next up we have the KatsuCon 2019 J Fashion Showcase. We are very pleased to announce that there will be two different fashion showcases available this year. KatsuCon 2019 will feature two J Fashion Showcases to show off more designers and more variation. There will be a ready-to-wear showcase on Friday evening and a high-fashion showcase Saturday evening. So the stuff that you can't wear and you look at and you're like, why would anyone make that? It's like, you're not supposed to wear it. It's fun. <laughs> uh, designers from both will need to be available Saturday evening for a Q&A session. KatsuCon is an annual three-day fan convention held in, D- in the D.C. metro area for multicultural enthusiasts and entertainment. And they are very excited to bring you KatsuCon 2019, February 15th through 17th. And now we are going to throw it into our kawaii spotlight. The first thing that we have on our list is in-control clothing. Now, I heard of in-control clothing through someone in the Fairy K community named uh, Vic. He recently modeled for them and posted it on his Instagram. So I saw it through there and I was like, we should talk about that. Yeah, uh, the brand is based in, like, Texas. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, so a lot of people that I know in the J fashion community in Texas, like, have modeled for this brand. The item that I picked from In Control is from their Dark Paradise collection. Now, everything in this collection is very dark. It's gothic, dark tones, black. The item that I picked is the Forbidden Forest Oni sweatshirt. I love demons. I love Onis. I love the look of them. I like the aesthetic. I like Mm -hmm. the story behind them. This sweatshirt, it's all black, has an Oni face on the back with, like, barbed wire. And I can't read all the Japanese because there's kanji. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Um, And on the front, it has that same barbed wiring and the Japanese in the corner so i just really like the darkness of it and like they they have a lot of things in this collection that pick up off of like what i feel is very junjito if you guys are familiar with the mangaka who like the horror mangaka oh yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. i love junjito he has a lot of really cool stuff um so a lot of this picks up on that and i really really enjoy it 
Oh, and it, and it goes up to 4XL, which is really cool. Yeah, they have a lot of plus size options. So yeah. if you are a bigger person, they have stuff for you. And then I really like the overalls. They have really awesome overall designs. Mm-hmm. So the ones I picked out were the Magical Unicorn overalls, which I think would be really perfect for Fairy K or, you know, something like that. It has, like... This really nice, like, pastel rainbow, dreamy print. There's, like, planets, and then there's, like, some rainbows and some stars, and then these, like, unicorns. So it's got, like, everything that's very K. Yeah. It's, like, got that unicorn pastel aesthetic and overall, so... They look really good. They also go up to 4X. Yeah, I, I'd love to have a pair at some point. Uh, they have adjustable straps. And they also have some collaboration items. The T-shirt that Kamila picked out was the Spooky Nurse T-shirt. I love this. This is super cool. It's uh, in collaboration with artist Shiroi Room. It is super perfect for, like, Halloween spooky yeah. times. Yeah, it looks like a yami kuai sort of design. I thought it was really cute. Like, this isn't the first time, like, they've worked with this artist. So I just, like, I'm just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Like, I don't really see this artist, like, work anywhere else on apparel. This could be a really good opportunity to get some of their wearable art. All right, next up, we have a brand called Minty Mix. This brand is by Cami Pomeranian on Instagram, and I picked this brand out because it's something that you don't usually see or think about first off in J Fashion. This brand focuses mainly on wigs, and there are some accessories and also like Furby accessories, which I know like Furbies <laughs> are like super trendy right now. Yeah. Which. I get it, but I also don't because they creep me out. Um, (laughs) We picked out a couple wigs from uh, this shop that we think were really cool. The ones that I picked out were the holographic fluffy curled wig because I think that the colors in this are absolutely gorgeous. And I love the the curls in it. Like the curls are absolutely so freaking cute. Yeah. And it's like... It kind of reminds me of a poodle, and I used to style my hair this way when I was in, like, like eighth grade. I would always, like, have these fluffy curls on the side and straight bangs, and I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's so cute. I love the, um, it's just, like, the colors that are picked for these wigs are very, like, I don't know, the, it has that dimension to it. It's not yeah. just pink. It's not just blue. Or it's not just, like, a, a split tone. It's just... You see it all together, and it's just, like, kind of iridescent. The description, I think, is very key in these colors. It is a rainbow wig with a lavender overlay for a spacey tone, and I think that fits perfectly. Mm -hmm, Definitely. The other one that I picked out was the Rainbow Aura Wig in Fairy Sprite. And I picked <laughs> this mainly because it appeals to my very boyish style of Fairy K that I like going for. And mm-hmm. I am super tempted to get this wig. I probably am going to get this wig mm-hmm. because there are, there's not enough like boyish Fairy K styled wigs out yeah, there. And it's very affordable. Yeah, super affordable. It's in the Minty Mix Rainbow Aura colors. Mm-hmm. And I think I might get this styled because it is like all one length kind of bowl cut, which I'm not a super big fan of. So mm-hmm. I'll probably get it texturized a little bit. But I love this and I need it. Also, looking at the description, the fibers are heat resistant. So you can style it however you want. Yeah, the one that I'm, like, looking into is this uh, unicorn wig long. See, I like bobs, but then when I, like, put them on me as, like, a wig, it just, like, I don't know. It looks weird on my face now. I used to, like, have a bob all throughout high school, and now I'm just, like, oh, this isn't as cool as I thought this was before. I really like the unicorn wig because it has, like, a pastel rainbow. Yeah. Um, And that's, like, usually I see a lot of, like, primary color, like, bold rainbows um, and not usually, like, a pastel rainbow, which I have a lot of pastel colors in my wardrobe and not so much primary. So this would be a good 
addition to my wig collection here. I love it so much, and I really want to get it. And I'm trying to do this, like, colorful pirate thing, and I'm trying to find, like, the best wig. The I got the AP Salopette pants, and so that's fitting well, and that's all pink, and it's got some white frills and things and details. So I'm like, I need a colorful wig that's not going to be, like garish against the pastel pink of the sallow pet so a uni- this unicorn wig could you know possibly be the perfect fit yeah it would play off of those colors well and also pull in other ones that you could use <laughs> so the next shop that we have is the cutie star plushies clothes and accessories shop i picked out this shop specifically because it is so freaking unique yes it's so rare to find a brand centered all around these plushies and these little plushy characters like yeah you Mm -hmm. can find like plushies that work in your aesthetic but this is specifically centered around it and I thought Mm -hmm. that was just so freaking unique oh my god all the plushies are sold out there is like nothing you're gonna have to keep your finger on the pulse for this one yeah they're like handmade so then there's like t-shirts and things based off of the plushy designs which are like They're pretty cute. They make me think of, like, a children's show, like a Teletubbies. Yeah, exactly. You know, but cuter than Teletubbies. But they look like they're, like, it's like Teletubbies and Care Bears put together. With the the dash of uh, Puppy Surprise in there. Yeah. Another piece that I thought was super cool is that they have trinket boxes for sale. Like, Deco Den's trinket boxes Mm -hmm. painted in this rainbow fluffy space um, mm-hmm. aesthetic that is so quintessential in Fairy K now. Yeah. So I picked out a random plushie. This is the Fluffy Kitty Dreamer pillow. Oh man, I need these. Yeah, like it's this. a decently sized pillow and yeah. it's oh I it's just so freaking cute. It's like Care Bears and Puppy Surprise smushed into one. Yeah. And it's like cuter than any of that like all of them combined like it's a lot more chibi style yeah yeah than eyes like, are very big sparkles and hearts and yeah there. and i love it i absolutely i love eye shines in all my anime characters yeah. i think they ugh, it makes it so cute yeah they're just uh they're just so cute like i just and then they have like little plushy things that are also clips for your hair which i'm just like i really need this i need Whoa. oh they have earring versions yeah jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh man as a decora person i love big like non-practical earrings that are gonna make your ears feel like <laughs> falling off like i love that i just i love like when like uh fuzzy star clips were like the the big thing like i need all of that so this is just in capturing that so they're like mini lavender bear plush earrings and they're like pretty big they're hanging earrings so it's not like the like the stud thing where you have to like chandelier i guess earrings i don't know <laughs> yeah i guess that that's an accurate thing to call them yeah um so they're like the little hook and that's really great because i have uh gauges so i just like to stick them underneath my plug and uh, they'll stay there so what these little plush characters are like it's like a little dog furry animal well these are the bears oh these are these are bears but like they're like a bear but they look like they have a helmet they have a um a hat on that goes around their face it's it's like the puppy surprise yeah it's like the puppy surprise thing where you like you see their face in the middle but that's like the part that's purple is their little like furry hat that goes around and they're super cute they're not as detailed as the full-size plushies yeah definitely that's just because they're like super tiny yeah but it makes it cute yeah i i love them and i want them and i need them and then i picked out the star dreamer dazzle dance kitty rare plushie wow um Wow, that's a mouthful. Now, this is a full plushie, so it's not just the head pillow. It has yeah. a body, and it has a little tutu. This oh. one has, like, this giant Lolita Eskimo in the middle with a really cute Ryan St- heart rhinestoned collar. And they're just, yeah, they're they just so freaking cute. She looks like she has a little, like, 
like a, a fur suit. Yeah. On. They're like little mascots. Their little tongue sticking out like meh. Yeah. And then like a little tuft of hair that's just like pink fuzz hair, faux fur. Poking out. Yeah. I, I highly recommend everyone takes a look at these. Even if you don't buy them, just take a look because they are yeah. so freaking cute. I need... The TV show. Um, there I needs need... to be like <laughs> there needs to be a CD of songs yeah. that I can play in my car. Yes, a CD of songs. Yes. Like I need my McDonald's toys. Yes, my McDonald's toys. I please. need it. Please, I need it. So please go check out Cutie Star plushies. All right, and now that we got, I believe that's all. Do you yeah. want to do like a little life update? It's been yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, what's going on with me is. Had, like, a birthday party, and we dressed up, like, nurses and uh, monsters or something like that at the skate rink. So that was really cool. Yeah, like, this was my first time doing, like, a nurse outfit, so... I had like a PVC dress and I wore a lot of the hard candy items from my collaboration with Puvithel. And that was just like, oh, like I, I had my belt made where it says hard decora instead of hard candy. And I'm just like, yes, this is like the most awesome thing ever. Um, I love that belt. Once I started wearing it, I just felt like I could wear this every day. Like it's really comfortable. It's not really tight or anything like that. Like I just love it so much. And then I went to the Harajuku Fashion Walk hosted by Kawaii Rebels Club. Yeah, that was really fun. There wasn't like a lot of people, I'm figuring, because it's like it's getting colder and things like that. But we took a detour and went to Riley Rose. Yes. Yeah, which is like the most amazing makeup store I've been to. I've been to Ulta and I've been to Sephora. And that for some, like when I go to those two, I like Ulta if I'm going to compare the two. But Sephora just feels like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel like more out of place. I go into Riley Rose and it's like bright. The walls are all white and like shiny. And then the other accents are pink and bright. They have a wish you were here neon wall sign, which is like, oh, we're supposed to take a picture and just be like, wish you were here, which is like great marketing, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I stand that marketing. But yeah, there's like um, really brightly lit places for you to like uh, try on the makeup. And all the makeup are like indie brands that you see and hear about on Instagram. Yeah. Um, all the glitter brands. All the like, that is the millennial makeup like trend that's just like you want holographic unicorn mermaid like they got it all they got it all there they like they it's like they set up the makeup store just for me (laughs) i love riley rose they have such cool items and a lot of people don't know that they are actually um it's actually created by the same two women who made forever 21 yes and so i think that's really cool um i already like forever 21 a lot like too much um (laughs) and i like riley rose just has like a warmer atmosphere i guess yeah um like i feel like super welcome there and i love a lot of their products they have a lot more of like korean makeup stuff Mm, that a lot of people are into i love riley rose so much yeah, so that was... Mm, they also have stationery and socks and accessories yeah. and bath stuff. Yeah. Like, beautiful, I got beautiful some soaps. slippers, <laughs> some hamburger slippers. Mm, cute. Yeah, so I, I'm i in love with that place. Yeah, and, like, Hard Decor is, like, working on knee-high tights and thigh-highs. So they're in the mail, like the the plus size ones are in the mail. So I'm just waiting for those to get here so then I can be able to put them out or get some pictures done. Um, Definitely. You've also been doing Inktober this year or this year. Oh, yeah. This is my first time doing Inktober. By the time this episode comes out, Inktober will be done. So you can buy those prints. Yeah, yeah. You can buy those prints. Um, I'm doing like kawaii or like 
cute themed weapons like it's not always j fashion that it's themed off of um but a lot of things that are like not considered themes that are not considered um tough and should be incorporated into a weapon like have like unicorn i did a spank cake nunchucks which i really like those i've done mermaid knife i've done a barbie uzi which is a type of gun <laughs> and a party K pistol. Like, I, yeah, I've done like a whole bunch of different stuff. And it's been really fun to put that together, together because that's something I've like been thinking about doing ever since I started Hard Decora. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do like a weapon a day. And then I did it for like two days and it <laughs> wasn't Inktober or anything. And I was like, yeah, this isn't working. But yeah, this time I'm just like, yeah, like, and each time I'm getting better at rendering and color combinations and things like that. So it's been really awesome to see. It's just that I'm not doing the traditional Inktober where it's like, oh, I like just do black and white, maybe a splash of color because I feel like hard decora it's defined by the color schemes that you use in order to get these themes in. So I'm just like, I need to need to color it up man (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i love the prints i love all of them and i'm gonna have to get myself some for my room yeah a lot of people are like waiting until the end so they know for sure which which ones ones are their favorites yeah yeah same i'm really excited for me i've been doing a lot of like a lot of audio stuff through school and it's been it's been a lot And I posted about this on our Facebook page, just like I got burnt out for a while and things got a little, a little hectic, a little crazy. Didn't, I had to take some time for myself, but I'm doing a lot better now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really happy to get into the swing of things. Mm -hmm. And I'm loving the direction that we're going and all the stuff that we're doing. And I'm excited for the future. Really, I've just been like trying to live my life day by day and I've I am happy and proud of myself because I made a a promise to myself that I would just do more and do like do more fashion do more audio Uh, just do more yes and yes (laughs) and I did a little too much Mm. so I'm gonna scale back a little bit but in terms of my fashion I've been dressing up like almost every day that I'm going to school if I'm going to work I don't really care it's, yeah, you're going to be swimming. and Yeah, I, I'm changing right away, and I'm swimming, and I don't really care. I don't really want my coworkers to think and, like, know how weird I am outside of work. Mm-hmm. Like, the people who are on my Facebook, like, they get to see it, and that's about it. Like if, yeah. But if you're my friend, you're on my Facebook. Right, right. I, I'm not going to dress up to go to work if I'm changing out right away. Yeah. And I just, ugh, I, I get off of work. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to snuggle up and go to bed. But every day that I'm going to school and I'm going out on weekends, I am dressing up in either fairy K or gothic clothes. And I feel super confident and I am just doing so much more. And I'm really happy with it right now. I am taking amazing. a thank yeah, you. Yeah, like it's just like taking um, advantage of the present. Like you're yeah. able to do this right now. So do it. Yeah, exactly. Like. I kind of looked into my wardrobe and I was like, I've only worn that once and I've only worn that a couple times. And it's like, you know, these are clothes. Yeah, they cost a lot or like some of them cost like more than others. A lot of my mm-hmm. stuff is actually like fairly cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, secondhand and Goodwill and thrifting and yeah. like fast fashion shops like Forever 21. But there are like bigger pieces that I have that I saved up for that I'm like, oh, I don't want to wear this because I don't want to get it dirty and I want it to stay pristine. Uh, But it's like, I might get hit by a bus tomorrow and I'll never be able to wear that again. Yeah, you can't take it with you. Yeah, so it's like, I'm not going to just let it sit there and never wear it. I might as well just fucking wear it. Like, my mom used to have the same thing with candles. She would only (laughs) like candles if there were like people coming over. And then she was like, why do I have all these candles and I'm not using them? Mm. Like, I could be getting so much use out of them. Why save it only for other people? Like, I'm going to do it for myself. And I'm taking the same approach for my fashion. And I'm really making the most of it. And I'm saying, like, screw you to, like, gatekeepers and true scum who are like, oh, if you wear that, you're not really trans. I'm like, shove off. I don't care. Like, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm not going to pay attention to you guys. Right. So... In that regard, I've been doing very well. That's so good. I'm really happy. 
So before we get into our guest bio today, we do want to take a little bit of time to talk about our patron content. Hey y'all, it's Hayden. It's Kamala. We've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a Garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much, and now back to the show. Woo! So hopping right into our guest interview, today we have Chum, the creator and head of The Calm magazine. Chum is a Londoner living and thriving in Tokyo. She has a BA in Japanese and is the editor-in-chief of The Calm. The Calm is an online fashion magazine that showcases the Japanese street fashion community. She is a former 6% Doki Doki shop girl and Kawaii Monster Cafe monster friend. She models for mainstream and alternative media like Cyberdog and Beams. She's also been featured in Vogue's 100 Project as a street style icon. How you doing today, Chum? I am very tired. Oh, mood. <laughs> See, I, I'm in. I'm there too because it's 8 a.m. here and it's what time there? Yeah, 10:30. Jeez. So we are different sides of the same coin. Yeah. 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 So the first question that we have for you is where did you start in J fashion and how would you describe your current style? Where did I start? It's uh, 11 years ago. That sounds, makes me sound really old, but it started 11 years ago. I was like 13 and just on the internet. And I think I just saw some scans of fruits and Kara just like floating around on Tumblr and I saw Hirari Ikeda and I was like, whoa, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah, and then, I don't know, I've always been, you know, like when you're young and you're like, I want to look different, like everyone's Mm. so boring kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, And it just kind of (laughs) escalated a bit far and Mm -hmm. uh, my style now is kind of out of control because I don't have one set thing that I like to do. Mm -hmm. I I like to describe it as like a magpie, so I just find the shiniest thing. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically because I'm kind of like side-eyeing my wardrobe as I'm saying this, and it's just like color, 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 color. Yeah, so. I love it. Yeah, like it's kind of like a mixed mash of things, like whatever uh, calls out to you. Basically, I just see the pink thing, and I'm just like, yeah, that's mine now, thanks. (laughs) Mood, oh, I feel that so much. So how did you come about moving to Japan? I did a year abroad in Tokyo at Waseda University because, um, you know, my like degree is Japanese. So third year, I spent it abroad and I was like, well, this is way better than London. So I mm. was like, as soon as I graduate, I want to go straight back. Forget London. Tokyo is where it's at. So I just, <laughs> I just moved. <laughs> so what is it about Japan versus Tokyo that you liked so much? No, Japan versus London. Oh yeah, sorry. Japan versus London. <laughs> I, I'm there today. I am. I'm. I'm there. No worry. I understood. What do I like? I don't know. Like everyone's really chill here. Like, well, I mean, in certain circles anyway. Like the fashion circles, everyone's like really chill and friendly and open. So it's really get easy to get to know everyone, no matter like what you look like and who you are and whatever. Everyone's like, yeah, oh my god, you look cute. Let's be friends, kind of thing. <laughs> and that's what like kind of drew me to Tokyo because I mean London like you can dress how you want but it's more like what is that (laughs) like if you wear pink and that in uh, London it's kind of um, it's still like oh you're like a child or whatever it's like you can be alternative but it's like not a recognized kind of alternative yeah like maybe if you're punk or something yeah if you're like I don't know what's happening in London fashion right now but whatever whatever's happening I'm not it so (laughs) (laughs) So what was your first few months like living in Japan? The 
first time around it was awful and the second time around it was also awful like oh no yeah it's just (laughs) trying to get settled in a new country is just horrendous Mm. um remembering cultural differences and try not to be like i'm a londoner i'm like being really loud about (laughs) it because it just doesn't work here (laughs) but uh yeah it just like after six months you kind of get into the groove of um tokyo and then as soon as you go back to your home country like why is everything so loud and stinky (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah and now i'm like back and settled in tokyo so it's fine it's fine good Awesome. Did you have a safety net already in place while in Japan or were you just rolling with what life gave you? Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't travel. I wouldn't move to another country if I didn't have a plan. That's just mm. not me. I'm just, I'm very um, goal orientated, very uh. organized kind of uh, <laughs> gotta stick to the rules uh, kind <laughs> of person. So I had a job and everything lined up and um yeah, I knew where I was going to live. I had a job. I was like, it's fine. I'm sorted. I'm not the kind of person to just move on a whim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the shirt on your back. Yeah, I don't, especially if you're like 11 hours from your family. It's not right. the best idea. Can I ask what the first job you had there was? The second, well, both times it was just working at 6%. Oh, wow. That's uh, really yeah. cool. So you started off pretty rolling with it grooving with, with, with it with j fashion and everything <laughs> yeah because I, I didn't plan to do anything else i was like if i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here with a purpose with what i want to do and i'm not gonna deviate from that so yeah totally so what was it like working for six percent but when i was a student it was like the best break from work mm. so i'm going like dress up and like people come in and tell me like how kawaii i was and stuff and i was like yeah this is the best (laughs) but like the second time around i just felt like it wasn't for me anymore because i was like i'm not a student like i'm trying to like grow up and like this look isn't really me so i just Mm. kind of like yeah it it just didn't suit me so i i felt like it was a good time to leave like they'd given me a good um like uh, way into the fashion industry in japan but i was like it's time to it's time to move on Mm -hmm. I get that. Was there any, like, what were requirements to work for 6% Doki Doki? I mean, it's more, you don't really apply, like, they pick you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. One must be chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then good for you. I'm really happy for that. So, oh. yeah, I think the basic requirement is, like, be chosen and speak Japanese and you're, you're good. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, that works. Yeah. How would you describe the J-fashion community in Japan compared to the community in London? Oh, man, there's no rules here. That's why I just, it's the one number one thing that bugs me yeah. about, like, being, like, outside of Japan. Suddenly there's rules about <laughs> how you have to dress. Uh, just a lot of people like if you wear this fashion you must wear this amount of bracelets and this right. amount of hair clips and it's like that's not how real fashion works like like whether it's alternative like subculture fashion or mainstream like there are no rules and it's like the number one way to express yourself so why would you impose rules on anyone right like you mm-hmm. don't you don't look at um the people on like Tokyo Fashion's Instagram was like, wow, they're really following those rules good. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a more enough appreciation for just, even if you get it wrong, it's just like, at least you're doing it, man. Just going for it. I get that. It was always my kind of thought where it's like, well, this kind of subculture fashion is supposed to like rebel against the norm. So why are we imposing these norms on ourselves? Yeah, it's just counterintuitive yeah exactly (laughs) and like uh i know here in america like we're like particularly proud of imposing these rules yeah it's just like we're just trying to keep the order here in this fashion community you gotta keep it pure keep it you gotta keep it true to your roots pure and untouched to the roots of america oh wait (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly i think it, it might also come from like these fashion like, I guess influences are coming from another country. Maybe the, the worry is if we start just mixing everything together, then it's no longer a reflection of, I guess, Japan. It's just, mm-hmm. like, alternative. But I'm but just... Like, at the same time, like, that image of Japan is completely fabricated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it's just annoying because you know a lot of media outlets they come to Japan they're like oh let's look for something uniquely Japanese is that gyaru thing still around from the 90s it's like whoa man (laughs) 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 40 years ago let's move on speaking of the Japanese community I was curious as to like how like meetup events are because I know if in America we do have a lot of community events where we all meet up and go somewhere I was wondering how it is there there's not like necessarily I don't know like obviously I have never been to like a meetup event in America but I went to a couple in London and it's very much like you go you stand around people take pictures it's kind of awkward like yeah you kind of walk around you look at someone you don't kind of know but you're like oh you're cute maybe I should talk to you you don't talk to them it's just (laughs) awkward but like here there's more uh, events so they'll for example like Laferay will have the, I don't know, party and mm. everyone has an invite and it's just like you bump into people and it's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you forever. It just feels a lot more like genuine friends rather than we're all here because we're all dressed in pink kind of thing. It mm. just feels a lot more like nice and genuine. But that's just like my perspective because I've never been to like a meetup meetup. It's more just like friends meeting friends in Tokyo. Cool. I uh, yeah. I would love to go to a La Foray party. I went, yeah. I went to La Foray like, a year ago and I loved yeah. it and now like oh my god there's a party there I want to go to that I know like, they're having that museum thing too I think it, oh, is it AP that's having that museum there at um, Laferay probably there's a, like a lot of stuff that Laferay does but it's like they do pop-ups they only last two weeks like everything uh, is really speedy so if you don't know you've already missed it oh kind no of. so is Harajuku fashion dead? You know that like article that like went around that was just like Harajuku's dead and yeah. like um, you know. I so wrote, what is like, what does that mean to you? I wrote a massive like opinion piece on the com about it because I was like I'm I've had enough of this. I even because I wrote my um, dissertation on that because mm. it was like the perfect timing. <laughs> like <laughs> when that article was going around, and I was like, I need somewhere to vent. Oh my god, I have ten thousand words of an academic paper. This is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> nice. My conclusion was that Harajuku as the outside world knows it for its decor and gary and like these set sub styles mm-hmm. that's moved on like it's like fashion it's just moved on like that's mm-hmm. normal so if you go and you expect to see like a hundred lolitas parading around on the street maybe you'll see two i've seen yeah. a resurgence of lolitas recently i think everyone will be happy to know that all lolitas still in harajuku but, um, <laughs> the harajuku as we know it is it's not dead it's just um moved on but, like, Harajuku as an area is still, like, thriving. Because even after that article came out, a lot of people in the fashion community were like, no, Harajuku's not dead. And they made an effort to go back to that area because for a while, everyone was just posting on social media and not going out. But, like, recently, there's been, a, like, a massive resurgence of cool people, like, in Harajuku. Whereas when I went the first time for my year abroad, it was dead. There was, like, no one. It was mm. honestly, like, death town. Now, uh, there's obviously, like, you see um, all the people who purposely dress up and go to Harajuku and just walk around and have fun. So there is, like, a bit of a resurgence and pushback yeah. against the is Harajuku dead kind of thing Nothing going on. Nothing, like, so. fuels a resurgence, like, rebellion. It's just like, oh, you, you're saying this is dead? Well, now we're going to make this cool again. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, and the fashion is thriving, not just, just not just in Harajuku, it's in, you know, like Koenji and Shimokita. There's like all these different pockets mm-hmm. of Tokyo and even just like in local places, you just see just really fashionable people walking around. So it's just not in the form that people would expect. It's more like, I don't know, that sort of grungy 2000s style that everyone seems to be wearing now. I didn't expect, I think maybe sometimes people expect to just, like, go to Harajuku and then, like, everybody's in J fashion. Everybody that you see and <laughs> and some sort of alternative style or something. But it's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like, um, like Chicago by, like, the art schools and things. There's, like, yeah. people who are just, like, dressing differently, but it's not, like... Um, it's not overstated yeah it's not overstated so i saw a lot of people that were like that they were just like generally like fashionable wearing like Mm -hmm. different patterns that you wouldn't normally see or something yeah when i went 
I went before the Harajuku is dead thing, like, ever was a thought in my mind. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, I did see a lot of, like, touristy people, um, Mm -hmm. both American and Japanese, but I was surprised at, like, how little of fashion people there were. However, the people who were there for fashion stuff were dressed up to a degree and especially the people who were working there like all the shop girls they were dressed up like really nicely and it was very much like the korean style of makeup where they have um yeah yeah. the is that it is that what it's called the the blush like right underneath the eyes yeah and like the the tinted lips or whatever yeah that was super popular when i was there but Japan's I loved it. totally into their K-pop idols right now, too. Oh, good, because mm-hmm. we are, too. I see so many people with BTS shirts. And I'm like, yes, I love it. So yeah. why did you create your online publication, The Calm? That's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? It was, like, half because I was like, I want to do something really creative. And, mm-hmm. like, I've always wanted to make something um creative my full-time career I've never seen myself as doing something uh, kind of mainstream and also I just felt like the actual community in Japan and worldwide was being badly represented in the media because mm-hmm. like with the recent like the Kuo Yasumi thing Refinery29 oh, yeah. that made me so angry because it was just like push- pushing this crazy Japan thing again I was like can mm-hmm. we stop this nonsense okay not everyone in Japan is crazy and like not covering themselves up in frills because of like trying to perpetuate the idea that clothes have something to do with your mental state. Like, oh, right. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm, I'm over it. And also, um, I feel like the international community don't see themselves being as good as the Japanese counterparts because like yeah. you said like because of the rules they feel like they're doing a disservice which is completely untrue because you guys all rock so <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's time to put everyone on the same playing field like there's no more pedestals of Japanese people up here and international fans at the bottom like it doesn't make any sense so I really tried to put an emphasis on like the diversity of mm-hmm. both style and people in the magazine and just like really push that forward because like everyone's great like you want to see everyone and like style is just Mm -hmm. so inspirational so I just wanted to like make a positive platform also for people to talk without it being on like a gossip forum (laughs) yeah that's so true I'm in the booth I'm like pointing to myself because that's like why I wanted to do okay I just wanted to like make everyone known to each other I wanted to give everyone a platform yeah, yeah. It's, it's really important to make everyone, like, feel welcome. What's the point of calling ourselves the com if we're not actually a community? <laughs> yeah, that is so true. You can even see this, like, at, like, conventions, and I'm trying to, like, you know, like, design clothes and become, like, a guest at things, and it's kind of, like the Japanese designer guests are, like, treated like, oh, this is, like, the premium, the gods of, you know, and and then it's just all like, oh, yeah, and then we have uh, Hard Decora, that thing. Um. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense at all to me, especially being here and seeing how Japanese people react to, you know, international uh, fans or people, like, that aren't Japanese. And they treat them exactly the same, like, oh, as if, nice. you know, like a person. <laughs> yeah. That's how it should be. That's good to um, hear. That's why, like, I'm just using my position because I know, like, you know, a few people personally. So trying to, like, get them involved and just to show, like, if this person with 200,000 followers can appear in a magazine with someone with 20 followers, like, that's just how it should be. Like, social media followers have... I don't have any interest in that. Like, I just have an interest in creativity and expression of self and everyone's living their truth and living their life. (laughs) Oh, wow. So with that, like, how can people get involved with the calm? Literally just email us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, just email us. What is our email? Contactthecom at gmail.com and just... Talk to us, just give us a brief bio about yourself, what you do, whether it's art or 
fashion, like your brand, if you want to write an mm-hmm. article, because we're desperately, desperately seeking writers, um, oh, cool. maybe to do like a monthly thing for us. Yeah. And um, just it's all about just getting everyone involved because, you know, we're all about just providing a platform like we're really going at it in Tokyo to make the platform as big as possible mm-hmm. and trying to like really like push the website so that everyone is involved and everyone knows about us so that everyone is recognized so if you want to get involved yeah like I'm always just (laughs) on my DMs just slide in them (laughs) (laughs) so lastly do you have any advice for people who want to move to Japan and do alternative fashion stuff modeling like you did First of all, don't think that modeling is your only option because I mm. do frequently. <laughs> there's even a highlight on my on my story on Instagram, which comes across as really abrasive because I'm just ranting. <laughs> but because I get so many messages about modeling in Japan because people see other people do it and they're like, oh, this must be like a thing that I can do. And they don't really think about like, is this right for me? Do I actually yeah. want to do this? Like. To be honest, it doesn't pay well. You don't get jobs that frequently. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you just want brownie points, like just do it in your own country. It's exactly the same. You're just not in Japan. Yes, it's it's easier because they're always looking for foreign faces. And usually we're a bit taller as well. I'm only five foot six. Like, it's not that tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm also very short. So you're still yeah. like tall to me. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I mean, I met Kiko Mizuhara and she's like the same height as me. So <laughs> you're, you're like, you're tall in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, know, you want to get into modeling, like, I'd say have a good think about it because there's so many creative ventures that I think are like more personally fulfilling. Because if you do modeling, you're always showcasing someone else's work. Obviously, yeah. it's like good because you get to be a part of it. But what if you want to do your own thing? I'm always like pushing like, go for your goals, go big kind of. But, uh, I think that's really important. But if you right. do start a model mayhem, this is how I did it. This this is the official true method. <laughs> uh, start a model mayhem page. Just do a few shoots uh, in your own country. They don't have to be paid. Like I didn't do any paid ones. I did like what's it called TFP. So you just get the pictures. Uh, I built up like my portfolio on my Instagram. And I'll just like hashtag model whatever. Just fake it till you make it. And then. <laughs> turn up in Japan and you'll be walking around and someone will see you and be like oh can you model and then it just kind of spirals out of control yeah um, so with that thank you so much Chum for being on this episode for us uh we really enjoy talking to you and talking about your life in Japan and living the creative dream I think that a lot of people want to do yeah I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) and if anyone out there is interested in talking more about modeling stuff and the com join our Patreon page we are going to be talking with Chum next in our patron bonus content about that exactly so thank y'all so much my name is Hayden and my name's Kamila and me Chum yay (laughs) (laughs) and this has been OK Podcast we'll see you all next month bye